0: No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public-guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up, and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first-time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF Edge annual subscription.
1: It is Sunday of week four. This is the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. This is the one that you've been waiting for all week because the forecast boys are here. It is myself. I'm winded, a little winded from my trip today. Eric, you're going to have to bring a little bit of energy for me.
2: Are you out of breath because you went to D.C. <laughs> and got coronavirus, COVID-19?
1: I knew you or had Or are you out of
2: breath because you had to run, because you had to walk, Across the sort of entire uh, Cincinnati airport, which we know is is, <laughs> a, is, is a grind.
1: No, I'm out of breath because they like shut down all of DC. All the streets were closed. I I missed my flight because I legitimately could not get to the airport because you have to drive basically through the capital to get to Reagan, and uh, all the streets were shut down. So I had to move my flight back. But um, everything about adjust. coming
2: back to Cincinnati is long. Even the even you who lives downtown, a long trip from northern Kentucky to. True.
1: Very true. But I persisted. I'm fully healthy. uh, Thank God. And that's actually what I want to start with because New England, Kansas City may or may not happen this week. Maybe it's Monday. Maybe it's Tuesday. Cam Newton is not playing. And so my question to you is, you know, we talked about it at New England plus seven. And I, I was a fan of the New England Patriots getting seven points because primarily of what I thought Bill Belichick could do defensively. So I'm curious, what would you make the line with Brian Hoyer at quarterback?
2: I don't know, man. 11 and a half, 12, 13. of me. I once... mean, I, I hate it because I, I want to say Cam's worth what? We had him on the site. He's worth five and a, five half. And a half. I'd say points. Hoyer's probably 0. Mm-hmm. 0. 0.5 above a uh, replacement. So that's five points. Um, so then you're looking at 12. Um That just doesn't seem like enough, though, against a team like Kansas City. Um, But I don't know. There's also correlations. I mean, honestly, like I don't think anybody else in that offense is any good, um, you know, as a result. So
1: that's that's the that's the tough thing. So I'm torn because you go, okay, well, you're giving Bill Belichick, like, say you give him 13 and a half points. Well, it's Bill Belichick. Like, you know, you're going to give this guy 13 and a half points. But on the other side, when you when you take Cam Newton out of there, What made Cam Newton so important to this offense is he, on his own, was an offensive weapon, right? The fact that he could run the ball. So it didn't matter that none of the receivers could separate from a traffic cone because he would carry the ball 12 times a game, pick up yards. Brian Hoyer ain't doing that. So all of a sudden, the fact that Muhammad Sanu is out there as like wide receiver too really is a problem. But the other question is... Didn't have a problem with
2: Nick Mullins, by the way. Truly elite quarterback.
1: (laughs) But like, I don't know, you're still... It's still, you know, 13 and a half. The Chiefs aren't exactly the 85 Bears. I don't know. I, I thought know, to, I thought it would be 13 and a half.
2: And we know the Chiefs would take the foot off the gas. They took the foot off the gas against the Chargers in week two. I don't think they'll do it against Belichick. I mean, Andy Reid's the only coach it, who has scored 40, I believe, on Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's a little bit of like... One's one upsmanship there I think if the chiefs have a letdown game against a good team it's probably buffalo in the rel in in the you know coming weeks yeah um so that that's kind of where I'm at i mean
1: so if it gets so if let's say it gets to um it gets to say eleven and a half are you would you take the chiefs there uh yeah okay twelve and
2: a half or or I'd lay off um yeah I'd take it all the way to 13
1: okay I think if it were 13 and a half, I would have to go Belichick out of principle just because out of principle. He, he, he lives for those situations, right? He yeah. would, he would, he would, Edelman would throw two passes. Sunu would play. That's the other thing. Um, Edelman is a guy that can throw. I like, I feel like he would play quarterback for like 10 snaps.
2: Yeah. They would certainly try some stuff, right? When, when Brissett started for them, it was very much a different game plan. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. I The the thing that you have to be careful about, though, is that the Chiefs are going to be going into the game with everybody that they thought that they were going to go to the game with, whereas Belichick is being forced to change his game plan late in the week, which I think does curtail his abilities
1: just a tad. By the way, I know that Mohammed Sanu does not currently play for the New England Patriots. It is a joke that their number two wide receiver is just, it's awful. It's Nikhil Harry and like, yeah. I mean, you can't name the, receivers on this team. Our, our
2: colleague Kevin Cole and unexpected points with Josh Hermsmeyer, they were waxing poetic about Nikhil Harry. So it God. was a, it was a strain. I think he's like good on the air yards by low thing for them. Um, I don't see it, but I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm willing to have my priors challenged,
1: I guess. All right. Let's, um Let's let's jump into, let's do props first. Um, and then we will jump into some sides here. Uh, why don't you get us started with a prop that you really like?
2: Yeah, here's what I like. I like, I like Jacksonville, in this game against the Cincinnati Bengals, in Cincinnati uh, t- today. Um, but I like them running the football more, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to go Minshew under two sixty-seven and a half at minus one twenty. I think, uh, I think Minshew, the passing attack is going to be a little bit more contained. I think they're going to. It's going to be more of a like Baker Mayfield against Cincinnati sort of uh, game plan.
1: I dig it. All right. Um, I always have to start with an over out of principle and the prop king cometh and you know the prop that he wants to deliver. And that's a quarterback rushing yards. And the one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the NFL, Dwayne Haskins, he can't throw the ball. He cannot throw the ball. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to be running for his life. One of those times they will not sack him and he will get over eight and a half rushing yards. It is minus 120 wayne haskins over eight and a half they probably lose by 40 but doesn't matter
2: yeah baltimore plays a lot of man coverage right blitz is a decent mm-hmm. amount there's probably bound to be one time where he escapes and gets a first down with with just his legs uh, i don't mind that um speaking of running i like adrian peterson under 48 and a half <laughs> and minus 125 so do at I. some point in time this offense has to come into an uh, alignment with what's true. And what's true is not to have Adrian Peterson ahead of carry on Johnson and Deandre Swift all game um, Peterson very much. We talked about this a week ago with Dion Lewis, but we also talked about it um, a little bit uh, earlier as well. You know, this season with um, Frank Gore on Thursday night football, he could get under this, even if he's the bell cow, the way that Frank Gore did on Thursday, but he can get under this because of usage.
1: No, I, I completely agree with that. Um, that, that was one of the ones that I had circled as well. Um, all right, let me go to my next one here, which is, uh, Will Fuller under four and a half receptions. And you might say, wow, you hate Will Fuller. And no, I don't hate Will (laughs) Fuller, but the Minnesota Vikings, not very good at stopping anybody. So Will Fuller, three receptions, 160 yards, three touchdowns. But under so four and a half So he's going to go receptions. Randy
2: Moss against Dallas in there 98.
1: You, go. you knew the reference.
2: <sighs> yeah. I, here's an over I like, George. I like Gerald Everett over 15.5 receiving yards yes. and even money. Um, I, I love that he, one. He took some snaps off of Higby last week. Some of that might have been because they were behind. Um, but, you know, this is basically one throw down the seam. Uh, or one, you know, crosser on a bootleg or something like that. And I think he, you know, he's more than capable of that. That's a prop that, you know, I I like, you know, there are some overs that I will support um, and and this is one of them.
1: Okay. I have one. Maybe you can help me figure this out. Your boy, Mike Davis.
2: He's your boy. You're a Niners fan. He is a Niners (laughs) like draft pick, isn't he?
1: So uh, receiving yards I see it here at 40 and a half. You like under? Yes.
2: I Absolutely. I don't hate it because Bridgewater last week was sort of like a backsliding week for the Carolina Panthers in terms of throwing to their backs. Yeah. Um and you know but you know early on in the season they weren't even giving getting McCaffrey involved there. I don't mind that at all. Uh, they face an Arizona team. My only issue is is thinking about Arizona's like linebackers not being very good. Uh, Campbell, as well as uh, as Hicks, um, but that's just so it, many yards. It's a lot a for a running back. back. It's a lot for running back. And if his name's not Alvin Kamara, like, just lay off of it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I don't hate it. Give me one more. My last one, and this is a plus price prop, and you already have it, I think, on your sheet. I like Deshaun Watson over two and a half touchdowns at plus one fifty. The Houston Texans have played. teams whose record is a combined eight and one Mm -hmm. and that one is the ravens losing to the kansas city chiefs (laughs) um they were in the game last week for half of a, a game despite facing a pittsburgh steelers defense that's among one of the league's best um the minnesota vikings are not among the league's best at anything uh and and i think you know the only thing that can hurt this is is running you know in the red zone um but I, I think that Houston will score enough touchdowns for two and a half to be in play here. Plus you're getting the plus money anyway. So those are the ones you always
1: gotta like. I I love that one. That was um I think that's my favorite one. Um, so I'll pivot to what is my second favorite one, and that is Alvin Kamara. And I know this number is high, seven and a half receptions. But in case you are living under a rock, Alvin Kamara is the New Orleans Saints offense. He's all of it. And the Detroit Lions linebackers, they should just put – they should ISO him. They should treat him like Michael Thomas, honestly. Well,
2: you're you're not even bringing up the best point about this pick, which is that Detroit might win this game outright. <laughs> because,
1: and, and New Orleans be, is going to have to be throwing. Yeah, Janoris but,
2: Jenkins is out. Marshawn Lattimore is out. No, um, I, I Michael Thomas is out. Like they're not – they're three-point favorites on the road only – because of name not Mm -hmm. not because of the things that they bring to the table personnel
1: wise we're going to talk about that game in a second but Kamara's reception seven and a half over is plus 115 and um, he might have that by halftime so that is my last prop we're going to get to sides here in a second but before we do um, along the lines of props we've got um, a game to share with you and that is at prize picks dot com so here's how it works you basically go and you select players uh over under fantasy points and you parlay them together and you can select two three or four players and you pick whether they go over or under their fantasy projection and uh if you hit them all you get 10 to uh 10 to 1 odds and if you get three out of four you can get i think it's five to one so um, seems pretty simple. Uh, if you use promo code PFF, you get hundred percent match on your first hundred dollars. So we're going to do a quick, um, prize picks. I'm going to do four because okay. go bigger, you go home. And here's right. the, here's my whole thesis here. Take advantage of unders because people get way too excited about the over. They love players doing well. They hate thinking about players doing poorly. So take advantage of that. If you go to pff.com, you can see the player projections. I think it's actually pretty easy to identify ones that are overpriced. So I just talked about Alvin Kamara over receptions. However, on this app, projected score 26.5 points. That is a massive number under Alvin Kamara, 26 and a half. DeAndre Hopkins been a little banged up all week. Kyler Murray, not as good at throwing the ball as he is running the ball. His projected score is 20 under. And then my boy, Mike Davis, 16.4 projected score. I'm already going under on the receiving yards. I'm going under on the total score, and I'm going to give you one over. You talked about Deshaun Watson. It's 22 and a half. He is going to ball out because the Minnesota Vikings defense does not exist.
2: I like all those. Um, I'm going to be kind of square here and pick a bunch of overs. Oh, and fun. I know that I, I'm more thinking about like the sort of correlations here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to correlate two, ga- two players in one game and then two players I really, really like in two other games. I'm going to go James Robinson over 17 fantasy points uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals uh, defense that can't stop the run or catch, you know, their linebackers mm-hmm. suck too. So his catch is out of the backfield. He's the bell cow in that offense. He's going to be awesome. Tyler Boyd over 15 and a half in that same game because I think scoring is going to happen. And I think, you know, obviously if Jacksonville scores, the Bengals are going to have to. Uh, T Higgins is kind of meh. He had a decent game last week. AJ Green has been a disaster. Tyler Boyd's the best receiver in that offense. And then I'm going to go Kenny Galladay over 15 and a half and Robbie Anderson over 14 uh, and a half out of principle vis-a-vis Teddy Bridgewater
1: any day. (laughs) I like those a lot. Yeah. Correlating the games, the players in the games is key. I was really hoping they would have Will Fuller on here because I want to do Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller, but I'm very happy with yeah. my selections regardless. Prizepicks.com, by the way, use promo code PF. By the way,
2: that was, you know, back, they don't let you do this anymore as much, but that's really where I think a lot of professional betters made their made their money early on is finding correlations. They shouldn't let you bet. Yes. Um, and, you know, in, in emerging markets like this, there might be some of those leakages left over, uh, but now they, they for example, in college football won't let you bet, uh, plus 31 and under 57 in the same game, right? Because they're too correlated. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, if you, if you can get Watson and Fuller on the same team, obviously, and they let you do it, obviously your your profitability uh, is greater than you know you know some of the parts. So exactly, because they're
1: not independent events. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that's enough math for one episode. Let's run through some sides here. I want to start with Saints Lions. This line, what did it open at? Was it five earlier in the week? Um, Let's see. I can go to pff.com and find this out. Four and a half uh, earlier in the week. And it's now three. The Lions are three-point underdogs at home. Um, Oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no?
2: Well, I didn't realize now we have New Orleans. Okay. No was actually the abbreviation, George.
1: (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what do you think here? Because I, I am torn, right? I took the Lions at plus uh, four or four and a half in the Super Contest. It's now three. Are you betting it at three? No.
2: Here's the thing. I'll take over 54 in this game. Okay? Um, yep. I, we were worried you. about this early in the week for the lock of week. We Obviously, there are leakages here, one of them being Detroit running the football with Adrian Peterson but there is a decent amount of playmaking playmakers on the lion side. And there's a decent amount of playmaking ability on the Detroit side, you know, projecting onto the opposing offense. So I, you know, laying the points with new Orleans m- makes me a little nervous for the second straight week. Um, but I, I, you know, Matt Patricia is, is somebody who I, I think will have the exact opposite game plan for this game that they need. So, uh, I don't know if I can take it with Detroit getting just a, a field goal. That being said, if Detroit wins, I would not be surprised.
1: There's been some, some line movement uh, here of late, and I'm pissed about it. So I'll let you uh, – the game I want, next game I want to talk about is pissing me off. <laughs> so, Cleveland-Dallas? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've been um, saying this all week. I was on a VEASAN show last night. Take If you like Cleveland, take them on the money line. Because in a game that's has fifty six points as the as the implied total, like <laughs> the game, it like look Dallas. If you had Dallas last week, that was a pretty damn good bet, right? Mm-hmm. And they played up to it, and ultimately what happened—the variance monster at the end—happened, right? And you know they they probably you know Seattle probably could have kicked a field goal and gone up two and made everybody happy, but they score a touchdown at the end because that was the kind of game it was i feel like this is that that's the kind of game this is going to be and so if you're stuck with i mean again i you know i could be i I could be way off here this game could you know play play under and and a three point you know the three points can mean a lot but um i i like the money line better than i like the spread here
1: yep Uh, i am i'm definitely with you um i mean what is this a reaction to is this lyle collins can't be
2: well, Tyron Smith's also banged up too, right? Yeah. I mean, the this is a reaction to the fact that Cleveland, Cleveland's Week One game was a far bigger aberration mm-hmm. than likely than than the likelihood. But it's also a fade on Dallas, which I don't necessarily fully agree with. I think Dallas will end up being good, um, but their defense is awful. So, it yeah. and Cleveland does some things offensively that are tricky to defend against. You know, so. That's true. Uh, I was one of the things that I kind of like is fading Nick Chubb in this game because I do think it's going to be an air it out game um, and probably plays to Cream Hunt a little bit more. But that's, you know, I don't know if, I, if I'm if i hugely strong on that.
1: All right. Give me uh, give me another one you like.
2: Uh, this one moved, so I didn't like it.
1: Um, so much line movement. This, is, Atlanta, this Atlanta. is me, again, telling you to listen to the PFF forecast yeah. early, early Monday morning and snap up the good yeah. lines.
2: Here's the thing i know we got it at 13 and i obviously prefer 13 to anything else but i'll still take i'll still lay 14 with the ravens i you know i i think that washington you know we might be seeing kyle allen in this game um and we're not going to see chase young so it's just going to be a tricky game for uh the football team
1: Uh, terry mclaurin banged up dwayne haskins has a 36.2 pff grade that is the worst in the NFL. His pass rating from a clean pocket is 88.8. The NFL average is over 100. He is playing awful. And the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, they may have lost the Kansas City Chiefs. They destroy bad teams. They kill bad teams. And that this is a very bad team. All right, let me give you one that um, ended up taking in the Super Contest. And I feel really, I'm very nervous about it. Uh, but I think you'll like it. And this is Carolina getting three at home. And you were you always going to come around to Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> weren't you? I'm very nervous because it's Teddy Bridgewater. But here are a couple of points. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater from a clean pocket, 108 passer rating. Kyler Murray, 100.5. Teddy Bridgewater, higher big-time throw percentage than Kyler Murray. Now, I'm not saying that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is great. What I'm saying is that I think Kyler Murray is being still a little overvalued Um, In the market and that the Carolina Panthers, they they have our 22nd ranked ELO rating. The Cardinals are 18th. So I'm not sure that, you know, a 1 p.m. game um, on the East Coast uh, really should give the home team three points.
2: Yeah. I would have taken this earlier, like plus four or something, mm-hmm. um, at three, I don't see a value, but you know, Murray is a lot more like, this is what I've been saying since week one. I mean, Murray is a lot more like Bridgewater than people want to give credit for. Now he can obviously, he you know, emerge from that, but as a passer, I mean, what is he offering? He's a he's hundred pass rating when clean 17 when pressure, that's okay. not great. Bridgewater. So that might, that might regress. Um, but you know, it's a lot of dink and dunk stuff. It's a lot of Deandre Hopkins, which you know is a formula for success. I feel like, but maybe not. Um, you know, maybe not all
1: the time though. All right, give me another one.
2: Uh, okay. Well, these ones, these ones have gotten trickier, right? So, it's like Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins is starting, but that moved out to seven and a half, and I'm not going to touch Philadelphia i think tampa bay los angeles is the right line i think seattle miami is the right line although now it's almost just seattle territory for me um minnesota houston over is one i like as
1: well mm-hmm. um what do you think of that game i i mean look it's 53 and a half i think um that neither of these teams are stopping one another, and it, for the Texans, it's going to be one of these games where they're going to try and score all the points because they've just got to got to make a statement here. And the Vikings, we saw you know Justin Jefferson break out a little bit, and he had a favorable matchup. He's going to have a favorable matchup in this game too because the Texans I mean, don't really have anyone to, to to cover anybody.
2: Do do they though? Because I feel like the Houston's actually a lot better in the secondary than Minnesota is.
1: I agree with you. That's why I. That's why I think the line is three and a half. Um, but but I but I like the over. I think that's the right play. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, I th- I think I-, I like Houston a lot more as a side because, um, than I than I would Minnesota just because I think Houston's a lot less leaky. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to th- say their offensive line's better than Minnesota. Their defensive line's better than Minnesota. Their coverage is better than Minnesota. Um, their linebackers are about the same wide receiver. They're deeper than the Minnesota Vikings are, even though I think, you know, the Vikings are better high end running back doesn't matter. And the quarterback is really better than, than Kirk. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota won, but it, it's not something I think that they should be, you know, anywhere close to favored to do. I agree with you.
1: Um, so many of these And other so the games- Kirk
2: garbage, the Kirk garbage stuff is going to be, I think if you have the over in this game, going to be, I think, uh, an immense, uh, helper to you.
1: So many of these games have moved. Green Bay's now um, six and a half. Six again. and a half. San Francisco's now seven and a half. Um, there's no way. Philly's so banged up. Um, and Kyle Shanahan just—they well, don't have, have receivers.
2: They don't have the most important. I mean, it's it's rough. Um, here, I'll give Interception you Interception, Iowa State. There we go, George.
1: Let me give you. Let me give you one that I like here, and um, I, I know there's not a, a ton of value on this, and I understand why. Um, in our model, but the Chicago Bears are three point underdogs at home, and Nick Foles came in. Ah, come on! I know he wasn't great, but this team, I, I am not. So this is more of a fade on the Colts. I just don't believe in the Colts. Like I just don't. And um, I actually think I would, I'm, I, I would consider taking, uh, Chicago money line here.
2: Okay, um, Here's here, I disagree. And and here's here's my disagreement, basically, is that Phillip Rivers is playing really good right now. Um, and in a way that is, like, when you look at their EPA per play, they're talking about, you know, a quarter of an EPA. Now, again, they've not faced very good teams.
1: They've faced nobody. They've Rivers, lost to the Jags.
2: Rivers is not producing the negatively graded plays that he's accustomed to. Um, he's not producing turnover-worthy throws the way he's accustomed to. I mean, he's at four uh, percent. Okay, so so n- sorry, negatively graded plays. I believe he's under ten percent, if I'm not mistaken. He, I think he's doing. He he. When I looked at the quarterback numbers this week, I was pleasantly surprised by his. Um, their defense hasn't played anybody, so I'll I'll throw that out. But I also think, you know, Nick Foles is is somebody who, I mean, he has a fifty-eight passer rating last week when clean one hundred forty-nine. Yeah, but he put a half. Yeah, I know that, but that's Nick Foles, right? Like Nick Foles is variance personified, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I when I look to this game, I think to myself, okay, I don't want to chase the last thing I saw,
1: which is Nick Foles being great. Um, but I, I would no say that the market, for the Bears, but I don't think the nice market weather. reacted to that. He's an underdog at home.
2: Yeah, Against well, I mean, Colts it got team, that down to two like... and a half or initially and then back up to three. So, yeah. I mean, I think there's been some hashtag two-way action here. Yeah,
1: maybe this I, is another bet between us.
2: Would you okay? Would you take two and a half if you if you had the no, layup I like the Colts? three. I like three. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying if if well, obviously not. Then so yeah. if the if they offered you minus two and a half with the Colts,
1: oh, um, I would pass then. Okay. Yeah, I, you're, it's interesting that you're in love with Phillip Rivers right now because I looked in. I you know I rewatched a couple of those games and. Um, you know, I was looking at his numbers as well, and I actually had like the opposite uh, take, which was, <laughs> huh, you know, he's throwing the ball super quickly. Um, you know, he has a league average pass rating when clean, um, and uh, Pittman is out. So yeah,
2: yep. I look, I there's all that there. My my issue is is I, are we overvaluing a three and Chicago team? I think so. Team if, we, got-
1: if we were, shouldn't they be favored at home?
2: I don't think so because preseason. I mean, the the Colts were favored to win an AFC South team, an AFC South division that had two teams that made it to the second round of the playoffs or deeper last year, and the Chicago Bears were eventually what the fourth most likely team to win the NFC North. Yeah. I think that these things are moving quite quickly, right? I mean, if, if this game was played Week One, what would the spread be? Well, with no Mitch home Trubisky? field advantage with. Trubisky let's say
1: yeah I mean with Trubisky it's probably so how much five and a half
2: yeah how much better are the Bears than the Jacksonville like three points at week one ah, man
1: that's the, all I'm see, saying here's I, the I thing. think I, I there's a little bit of an
2: overreaction to
1: I think the Bears are actually a pretty solid team that had had a really bad quarterback yeah I
2: mean that's that's fair um I, I like anyway, I, I laid it with the Colts. We could have another friendly wager here. I'm 0 two on those. So. I mean, I'm
1: just cleaning up. It, it's, <laughs> I just feel bad. For you're you, the
2: honestly. you're the prop king, and you're you know. I'm gonna wear am uh,
1: I'm gonna wear a crown into the ops All right, stop. that's uh, we've gone we've gone long, but it was well worth your while because you got a ton of great content. Here's what I'll tell you: you were listening to this in the morning. Go check out the PFF live pregame show. We're gonna start about eleven thirty. We're gonna go over every single game. It's gonna be me. It's gonna be Eric. Mike Renner is gonna hobble in, hungover. Um, and he's, he's
2: at his best that way, though. That he's, at a, he's like David
1: Wells, athlete's just. And then Ian Hardis is gonna be joining us via satellite as well. So check that out. Go to pff.com, get yourself a subscription, and use promo code Game Day. It's twenty. Uh, sorry, Game Day twenty five. You get twenty-five percent off. Um, you'll want to do that because players are dropping like flies, and uh, it'll help you out. So, Eric, get some get some sleep, buddy. Okay. We'll do, man. All See right. you tomorrow. See ya.